Welcome to another episode of the Life, Love, and Leadership for Physicians podcast, where we are going to talk about all things life, love, and leadership. Today, we are going to talk about an underrated quality that's not talked about very much in healthcare, and I'm definitely not in healthcare leadership, and that is going to be vulnerability. Yes, you heard that right. We are talking about vulnerability. We are going to talk about how it can foster trust, can help improve our team dynamics, and can help with resilience. But why is vulnerability so important? You know, how can it be actually a key to the way that we can improve the way that we lead? So stick around as we explore some tips on how to improve our vulnerability. And I might even get a little personal. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Life, Love, and Leadership for Physicians podcast. Here, we explore the central topics of intentional life design, boundaries, health, wellness, and leadership for physicians. I am dedicated to helping you create meaningful structures in your life that support both professional and personal growth. Hi, I'm your host, Dr. Rachel Miller. I've tackled some of the same issues that many of us in the medical field struggle with such as creating meaningful connections, imposter syndrome, and having a life outside of the office. Join me each week as my guests and I tackle these topics and so much more, delivering content that shows you the importance of investing time into yourself beyond caring for those around you. Tap the follow button so you never miss an episode. Hey, physicians. Hey, leaders. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode where we are going to be talking about vulnerability and I might even get a little bit vulnerable in this episode. So watch out. If you are not new to my audience, then you are not unfamiliar with my opinion about the need for really strong physician leaders to get us out of this healthcare crisis we're in right now. If you are new, then I invite you to get used to this thought and this saying and me saying it again and again and again, that we really need strong physician leaders to drive the change in healthcare that's needed in this country. We need strong leadership skills in the physicians. We need um, strong management skills in physicians, and we need physicians who have a high emotional intelligence, and very familiar with things as they are in the healthcare landscape. One of the highly underrated but so essential qualities is vulnerability. And I really think that being more vulnerable and having our leaders be more vulnerable is really the key to creating more successful and capable and more empathetic physician leaders here in this country. You know, opening up and embracing vulnerability can be challenging for a lot of people, especially physicians. And being vulnerable may involve admitting mistakes and seeking help. You know, when we do get feedback, really embracing that feedback and working to improve based on the feedback that we get. 
It may involve changing the way we listen to other people by being more active in the way that we listen to other people. It may also involve promoting open communication um, between you and your team and the people who are actually even above you. And I think doing these things and actively working on these things helps foster greater trust amongst teams. It improves the dynamic among teams, and it also helps teams be more resilient and keep coming to work and keep putting forth the efforts that you know we need to. I'd like to get a little bit vulnerable and share a mistake that taught me a really important lesson. So I was um, leading a group of physicians, and I knew that I had to admit my error and take responsibility for it. And what had happened was I had listened to someone else instead of directly communicating with a particular physician. So there was an individual, a part of the team, and they told me a piece of information. And instead of verifying that information, I went with it and made some decisions and corrective actions, things that at the time I thought were the right decision. But it actually was a mistake because I did not go to the physicians that I were leading to verify that information. And I quickly realized my mistake and went back to them and said I was wrong. You know, I apologized. And ever since then, I've really tried to make an effort not to do that again. And it really taught me a valuable lesson on a couple of different levels. One is that I really realized and I really learned firsthand that it's essential to communicate with the ones that I am directly working with. Uh, Doing that helps establish and maintain trust with the team. And, you know, I've talked in the past about trust and how it's at the foundation of having a healthy and functional team. And when you communicate directly with those that you lead, it helps foster and it helps directly produce and contribute to having a healthy team. The second lesson that I learned was that it's okay to apologize and you don't have to have shame in admitting that you're wrong, admitting that I was wrong and being open and transparent about my mistakes. You know, I was able to very quickly help restore the trust that had been broken and move forward with my team. And this was an important learning opportunity that I feel had ultimately a direct impact to helping me become a better leader. So I have a few steps that can help you practice that vulnerability and embrace vulnerability so that we can become better leaders and better people in general. And I also mention and something that I've realized, you know, the more positions that I'm working with in coaching, you know, how our professional lives really mesh with our personal lives. And when we're actively working to improve our professional lives, it flows down into our personal lives as well. So we will get started. One is admitting your mistakes. So no one is immune to making mistakes. 
they're an inevitable part of the human experience. It's something that is going to happen. Recognizing the importance of admitting mistakes and being accountable for your actions are vital aspects to embracing vulnerability. When you admit your mistakes and confess them and talk to them with your team or anyone else who may be involved, it shows other people your capacity to learn. It shows other people your capacity to have empathy and just a sense of understanding for other people. So when admitting your mistakes, one of the things under this is Remind yourselves that mistakes, they're just a part of growth. They're a part of developing oneself as a leader. You know, one of the things also with being a leader is that you have a responsibility to help educate and grow the people who are coming up behind you and coming up underneath you. So when you are able to show your mistakes and admit your mistakes, it shows to others that it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to own up to those mistakes. So you're really being a good example when you do that. The next step after admitting your mistake is learning how to ask for help. In some spaces, asking for help can be a sign of incompetence. You could be looked at as not knowing what you're doing, or uh, it can be looked at as a sign of ignorance. But in reality, seeking help and asking for help is intelligent. It's a resourceful skill. I think it demonstrates your willingness to learn and to grow. And there's lots of people that you can ask for help from. I recommend that all leaders and all physicians in leadership positions have a mentor or have a coach that can help them in their leadership journey. You know, there are many other leaders who've been where you are and can help you navigate this journey. You know, and I've said it before and, you know, I'll say it again. You know, most physicians, we take on leadership positions without having any sort of prior experience or without having training, without having education on how to be a leader. You know, we don't go into medical school with the goal of becoming an executive or becoming a director of our department. We just don't do that. So it's okay to ask for help. The third tip that I have is embracing feedback for growth. Sometimes when we get feedback, it can really seem like criticism. I know that's something that I am uh, guilty of, <laughs> especially in my personal relationships, like my marriage. You know, my husband will sometimes try to give me feedback, you know, not always when I ask for it, but he'll try to give me feedback. And I feel like he's criticizing me, I feel like he's attacking me. But really, he's just wanting to help me, help me grow, help me improve. And, you know, taking that a step further into our leadership experiences, sometimes the feedback can seem like criticism. It's really important to be intentional when you are receiving feedback 
to say to yourself, this is feedback. This is helping me grow. This is helping me develop. This is helping me be a better leader. So one of the ways that can help with this is, again, you know, having somebody that you trust, having a mentor or a colleague that can give you feedback. The other thing that I recommend is to have feedback be given in a setting where it's very clear and it's very obvious and the situation is labeled as this is a feedback opportunity. You can also take this as you are a leader and you're giving feedback to the people that you do lead, being very intentional with saying, this is a feedback. I am supporting you. I want to see you grow. I want to see you improve. I want you to be an even better leader than I am. So I'd like to give you feedback. Just setting the stage that this feedback opportunity is to help you grow can be very beneficial. So that's number three. That is really embracing the feedback. The fourth is practice active listening. Oh, listening. Listening is one of the things that I am actively working on. I'll admit sometimes I'm not the best listener. One of the things that I have challenges with sometimes is, you know, wanting to make a comment or respond to what someone is saying. But active listening is not doing that. Active listening is really starts with the intention. And when someone is coming with an issue or concern, being very intentional that you are going to give your complete and full and undivided attention to the person who is speaking is critical. Active listening also looks like you know, eliminating your distractions, turning off your cell phone, turning off your you know, computer notifications, really avoiding interruptions in your conversation. You know, one of the things that really bothers me when I'm having a, uh, <laughs> a listening session or a conversation is when people are talking to me and they're like on their cell phone, that really, that just grinds my gears. It gets on my nerves so bad. I'm curious if there's anything that you've experienced as someone who's tried to communicate with someone where you feel like you're not listened to. I'm curious if that has been experienced for you. But there are some things that we may not even be aware of that we're doing that really gets on other people's nerves that shows that we're not being very good listeners. You know, there are some nonverbal and also some verbal cues that we can give to encourage the person who is speaking that we are listening to them. And that can be like, you know, nodding our head and not interrupting can be one of the things that can be helpful to demonstrate that you're listening. Another one is looking at someone in the eyes. Just having direct eye contact with someone can be something that helps bridge that gap in listening and active listening. So those are just a couple of tips to show active listening. I actually have a longer document that I actually wrote about active listening. And I may even turn that into a podcast episode and talking about listening and how we can improve the way that we listen to our colleagues So if you're interested in that, stay tuned. I may make an episode about that. But 
On to the next step. The next one is encouraging open communication. You know, when we have and we encourage open communication, it really fosters trust amongst our team and it helps us be able to collaborate better. And having open communication is one of the things that really helps with vulnerability as well. A couple of ways to actually encourage open communication is encouraging participation. So in meetings, giving everyone an opportunity to share their thoughts and perspectives and their ideas, that's one of the things that we can helping with fostering that open communication. The other thing is fostering collaboration. So you can create opportunities for people to take on leadership roles and to take on responsibilities. When we better leverage other people's strengths and their interests, that contributes to fostering collaboration amongst the team and thus having open communication. And another thing with open communication, which ties into something that I had mentioned at the very beginning, you know, talking about mistakes. So talking about the errors that are made and framing them in such a way that it's more of a learning opportunity that can help with open communication as well. You know, open communication gets into the whole topic, into the whole area of psychological safety. You know, that's where we are creating an environment in which other people feel safe and they feel secure and they don't feel that there's going to be, you know, exclusion. They don't feel that they are going to be embarrassed. They don't feel that there's going to be backlash or retribution for things. When people feel psychologically safe they're going to be more likely to speak up and contribute to the overall betterment of the team and helping the team be more successful in the way that they take care of patients and how they are as a department. So to recap, you know, these are five different tips that I gave to help us increase the way that we are being vulnerable. And I'll go over those again is, you know, one, admitting our mistakes. And the second is asking for help. The third is embracing feedback and um, taking that feedback to a different level and using that feedback that we get from other people to help us grow. The fourth is going to be active listening. And the fifth is going to be encouraging open communication. If you want to read more about vulnerability, uh, Brene Brown, she has several different YouTube videos about vulnerability. She has books on vulnerability. She's like the queen of vulnerability. If you want to know and learn about vulnerability, she is definitely the person to reach out to and look at her resources. There's so much out there about vulnerability from her. So I know that vulnerability is not always easy. It might be challenging. It may be something that is going to take time and it's going to take practice. But just remember that everything we do in medicine, you know, we call it the practice of medicine. We should probably call it the practice of leadership because we are constantly learning, we're constantly involving, we're constantly improving 
the way that we lead and the way that we're being vulnerable. So I invite you to take one or two of these tips into the next week, practice vulnerability. And even if you don't feel comfortable with being vulnerable at work, maybe you can practice one or two of these things at home or in your personal relationships. And please let me know you know, what sort of results you get if you feel that you have a change in trust or communication is improved with your team by being a little bit more vulnerable, please share with me on any of the social media platforms, which you will find in the show notes. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and until next week, we'll see you later. Thanks for tuning in to this Life, Love, and Leadership for Physicians episode. Did you have an aha moment? I'd love it if you shared it with me on Instagram at drrachelmillermd. That's drrachelmillermd. If you love the show and want to hear more, follow the podcast and give me a rating and a review. If there's a specific topic you'd like for me to cover or a guest you'd like for me to have on the show, please let me know. I love your suggestions.